The Old Testament reading for this Ash Wednesday is from the second chapter of Joel. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people. Consecrate the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, even nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave his chamber and the bride her chamber. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then the Lord became jealous for his land and had pity on his people. The Lord answered and said to his people, Behold, I'm sending to you grain, wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied. And I will no more make you a reproach among the nations. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the 5th and 6th chapters of 2 Corinthians. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Working together with him, then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In a favorable time I listened to you, and in a day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We put no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, by great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise. We are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold, we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich as having nothing, yet possessing everything. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. 
When you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast... Anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. From dust you were taken, and to dust you will return. And with those words we put ash on our foreheads, In the shape of a cross. You ever wonder if we weren't listening to Jesus when he said to us, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. After all, we did just put a cross on our foreheads and the ash in the shape of a cross for all the world to see. Except we aren't exactly showing off our righteousness with a cross of ash. The opposite is actually happening. We are showing we have no righteousness. By putting this cross of ashes on our foreheads, we are being reminded we have nothing of our own. We were taken from dust, and one day we will return to dust. That is hardly parading around our greatness. It's the opposite. We are marked as people who came into this world with nothing and will leave with nothing. We've started our season of Lent with a cross of ash on our forehead. This is a visual reminder. Everything we've worked for will be dust. Everything. Even us. That's a sobering thought, isn't it? And it should be. All the time we worry about our looks. For men who worry about their gut. And women who worry about their hair. Years from now... We will all be the same. Our guts and our hair will all be dust. For men who worry about their physique and women who worry about their shape, none of us have to worry. 
Because years from now, we will all be the same. Our physique and our shapes will all be dust. So because of that, what kind of people should we be now? Since so much will be dust, including our lives, where should our hearts truly find rest? We can spend so much time worrying about our homes, our drapes, our carpets. We can spend so much time buying the right clothes, owning the right cars. And yet years from now, what will they all be? Like us, they will all be dust. For all the time that youth spend practicing their sports, perfecting them with all the practice and hours and time, years from now, what will all that turn into? Dust. Now, don't get me wrong. Our bodies are gifts from God, and we should care for them and love them. But at the same time, we should never lose sight what they will become one day. Dust. And in the same way, we can care for our homes and our cars. We can practice our sports and spend time doing leisurely activities. Of course we can. But I just pray we never lose sight of the fact that none of those things are eternal. Not a single one of those things will last forever. One day they will all turn to dust, just like the ashes on our forehead. Today is sobering for us. Today reminds us more than anything else that the things of this world will not last forever. We won't even last forever. We will one day turn to dust, to ash. And because of that very cold, hard fact, Jesus said to us today this. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What do we treasure in this life? What does your heart truly treasure in this life? I think we need Ash Wednesday every year. I know I do. We need it because we can so easily forget where our hearts should be. We can so easily forget that our hearts should be tied up in the desires of God. Our hearts should be occupied with the work of Christ. Our hearts should labor every day to live lives of faith and gratitude to Christ every minute of every day for all that he has done for us. But that's not always the case, is it? And God knows that. So God puts ash on our foreheads in the shape of a cross To remind all of us 
what is truly eternal. And what is truly eternal is the mercy Christ has shown to all of us in his suffering, death, and resurrection. He cares about you so much that he takes ash, something dead and useless, and look what he does today. He reshapes dead ash into the shape of a life-giving cross. And that is the very nature of who Jesus is. He comes into this world and he takes our deaths and he reshapes that terrible thing and forms it into something new, something life-giving. Jesus takes our deaths and look what he does. He reshapes death into the doorway of eternal life. Death, something that should bring us into the depths of despair, has failed because Christ has reshaped death into the gateway to everlasting life. And he did that all by his cross. A cross he put on your forehead today. To remind you that Christ has the power to turn death, ash, into life itself. All by the power of his cross. We need today, desperately, every year. We need it because we always need to be reminded that our Lord Jesus Christ has the power to take death. And turn it into life. You yourselves are wearing that visual reminder. Right on your foreheads. Amen. And now may the peace of our God. Which surpasses our understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.